There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. Jim, how are you doing? How was your weekend? I saw you. We got to hang out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a great time we had there in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. It was uh, a lot of great patriots, great music, and great information going out and helping a good cause with veterans and uh, doing hyperbaric chamber chamber, uh, therapies. It's actually a really cool process, so that was a really great event to be a part of. It was, it was. Enjoy it. Yeah. You and I had so. the uh, had the show, man. We we uh, we we were the only two speakers <laughs> there, and we had some yeah. great conversations. Woke up some people, spread some red pills, oh, yeah. which was really cool. And uh, in the midst of all that, the uh, the debt ceiling increase was being propositioned by McCarthy and Biden, and it seems they came mm-hmm. to an agreement, huh? Well, that's yeah, mighty that's mighty great of them to actually go out there and take the debt ceiling cap completely off. Until 2000, uh, who who knows? Basically, from now until whenever they have unlimited spending power. And if you guys think that they spent $2 trillion in the last couple minutes, you think that that was quick? Watch what they do here in the next 18 months. I think this is all part of the big plan to create, you know, go ahead and crash the economy. We have to go ahead and default everything. And I say default, I mean, default our country into bankruptcy where there is absolutely no way of ever paying all this back. And so it creates what we call bankruptcy and i think it's part of the plan it doesn't well, that makes no other sense to me well you know you know what's interesting is i had a lot of road time this weekend so 30 hours of road time mm-hmm. and uh w- one of the things that i did is i went out there and uh, to youtube and i i started listening to tons of different podcasts so on the way to tennessee i listened to nothing but old school art bell if anybody doesn't remember, Dreamland was one of his original shows, and that broadcast on AM radio in the '90s, uh, early uh, in the early '90s, and then eventually transitioned to Coast to Coast AM. And after he sold that to uh, a radio network, he brought back Midnight in the Desert. But uh, I was listening to a lot of old episodes of Coast to Coast AM. And it was mm. just really interesting to hear them discuss the news on these 1993, 94, 95 shows because it's really similar to what is happening today. And it reminds me of one of the things my oldest brother always told me. He goes, dude, it's the same thing every year. Nothing ever changes. It's the same discussions. It's the economy's going to collapse. The government's going corrupt. And it just continues to move forth. And, you know, I do agree with that to a certain level, but I disagree with that to another level because one thing that was always discussed during these shows was, you know, how our, our politics are beyond corrupt or beyond measure. And if I go back to the 90s and and the early 90s and I look at our politics, uh, they weren't nearly as corrupt as they are today. I mean, we can find a thousand to one examples in comparison. So things have definitely been uh, exasperated, right? But, I mean, there's some interesting topics of discussion within there that I, I found really, really cool that I took a lot of notes on. And, and like, the ufology stuff uh, was really cool. But then on the way back, 
I listen mm-hmm. to a lot of uh, Yuval Noah Harari. If anybody doesn't know who that is, that is uh, the main mouthpiece for the World Economic Forum. Um, he is uh, kind of like the under guy to Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum. But I listened to uh, a few speeches he gave and, and some interviews that he gave. And one of the interesting things is, is Yuval Noah Harari was talking about the transition of money. And he said that, you know, if we look at money in the current world, we're talking about fiat currency, which is fake money. And he said that, you know, 92% of all money that is transacted in the world is nothing but worthless digital bytes put on a computer. Mm -hmm. And I found it just fascinating that, you know, someone of that caliper at that level of the elitist level is talking like that because what they're trying to do is bring about some level of transitional change to the world. But he's right, is that the money that we have within our system currently is worthless. It it means nothing. It it has no value. And and this is why they exploit it because they can exploit it at this level and increase the debt ceiling, which is going to increase inflation, guys. Okay, you're going to increase inflation. That's not going to go down. doesn't matter what the rates go to. But when they do these types of things, you also have to remember that they're they're clinching down on the U.S. economy. The U.S. economy cannot grow with high interest rates, expensive money, even if that money is worthless and inflation on the rise. And so what we are seeing, as what Jim said, is we're seeing a formulative approach to the collapse of the U.S. economy. And the reason I say that it'll bring about a collapse of the U.S. economy is because this is consistent with raising GDP, is you need your gross domestic product to have a continual growth period. It has to, every quarter, GDP has to grow or not become stagnant or not decline, because once it begins to decline, that is what we call a decline of a nation. That's when that country begins to start losing value and corporations start losing money and start thinking about going overseas or people start losing jobs and people lose wealth. And we're coming to that point where interest rates are going to be so high for so long, especially with the increase in inflation, that GDP is going to be affected one way or another in the coming months or years, which is going to promulgate GDP decline, and when that occurs, we're going to enter a state of stagflation where you have GDP decline and increasing interest rates. And that is a very dangerous point to be in because hyperinflation can take off at any moment, but also you have the declining economic model. You have people losing jobs, you have businesses losing money, you have less production, less manufacturing, less imports, and less exports. And that begins to take a, uh, a toll on society. And if you have less of all that being produced, then that means that there's no new money to come in to increase it at any point in the future. And that decline gets massively exploited towards the downside. Well, yeah, think about that. I mean, this is this is unbelievable that we are even just like gently talking about this. We are going to go ahead and deflate our, our well, inflate or deflate our economy to the point where, I mean, we're already paying double at the gas pump. Okay. This whole thing of, you know, like we talked about on AMP last week, you know, the, oh, 4.9% uh, increase in inflation over last year, month, uh, this month last year. I'm like, no, I'm paying 100% more in gasoline. And there is no incentive for them to lower gasoline prices because percentage of each gallon of gas is taxed. Not a penny per gallon, but a percentage of tax. So that means the higher the gasoline price, the more taxes they're bringing in. But for them to say that 
oh, everything's going to be fine. I think we're already in this. I think we just have – I think we kind of forgot we had a really good thing going with Trump and how much momentum there was in that economy. And I think it spilled over into this one and is keeping this heartbeat alive where the dead, the head is dead. We, we've, we've lost this whole thing. I mean we're well, – yeah, the momentum with Trump was lost because during COVID, we had what's known as a V-shaped v recovery, right? Mm -hmm. The economy declined massively and then immediately shot back up. And that was because of the stimulation, stimulus money, the PPP money that was pumped into the markets. And so this is right. the government borrowing money and then taking that money and giving it to businesses, corporations, and peoples, which stimulated the economic growth. Now, the good thing about what Trump did there is this stimulated GDP. This gave companies the liquidity to go out there and increase manufacturing and processing in, in imports and exports. And when that happens, you have GDP growth. And so the threat of inflation, when you have a growing GDP, isn't nearly as severe. And in tradition, we have about 3 to 4% uh, inflationary growth year after year. But as long as you have a consistent two and a half to three to four percent gdp growth that inflationary growth means really nothing because um, as long as the the wealth is still being generated and coming in then this means salaries are still raising people are um, getting paid and, and jobs um, are increasing because profits are increasing research and development increases new products and so forth come out there and products get upgraded and all that different stuff but when that mm -hmm. all begins to decline and that happened under joe biden because what he did is he immediately attacked energy is it within within the first 24 hours of joe biden's presidency he signed 17 executive orders and these executive orders attacked u.s energy independence that donald trump has created and that was one of the other reasons why we had that v-shaped recovery is because we were energy independent during that time but because of those 17 executive orders what he did is he massively increased the price of energy in the united states energy consumption to where these mm -hmm. businesses that were basically had it easy and lax with uh, domestic energy now had to import the energy and the price increased 10 to 15 to 20% for them to do business. Now, you got to think about this. I mean, if you have a ship coming from China to the United States of America, you got to pay for that shipping fee. If you have energy right. independence, which brings down the global markets of energy, then it, it's really easy to get cheap products imported in the United States. But once the United States got rid of their energy independence because of Joe Biden, that price increases the shipping price of imports into the United States. And those are the raw materials that they need to produce things. And so mm -hmm. this is why Joe Biden was so bad for our economy and, and why we're in this situation right now and why inflation eventually took over is because we had declining GDP growth with increased spending. And I mean, it, it's a very dangerous situation to be in, but I think that they hold on to these uh, situations to uh, to exploit them at future times if they need to distract the people from what's actually going on. Right. All right. Yeah, we'll be mess. back with Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show. Hello. So, Jim, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, so we have a lot of things happening in the world right now. I think that the whole world is being set up for massive collapse and reorganization. What are your thoughts? Well, oh, no, absolutely. This is, you know, we, we continue to deflate the dollar. I mean, we already know the dollar is absolutely in, in, in a tailspin. And I don't, I, I don't know, Josh, how do we do, how does this work? When we can sit there and watch, and I, and I say this, and I'm using this hypothetical question, how does this work? Because we know that the stock market's just a casino. 
that everybody thinks that they're winning, but they're really not winning because they're only winning on other losers. They're always taking their their part. But the sad part of it is we're sitting at 33, 32 at stock market levels. Everybody is just not even paying attention. You know, there's milk in the, in the aisles. You know, they don't seem to notice that the, the the shelves aren't quite as deep as they used to be. They're not quite as full as they used to be. Things aren't quite as readily available as they used to be. And then we're having a, was it twice the death rate? We went from 1% uh, annual death rate in America to 2%. Nobody cares. Nobody notices that people just die an extra. You know, it, it, this is the stuff that I don't understand how we just continue to, uh, you know, we're seeing all these markers, but there's just nobody, like nobody hitting the brake. Um, this idea that we're taking the lid off the debt ceiling, uh, this is some uncontrolled spending we're getting ready to go into. Guys, listen, McCarthy, we knew he's an establishment player. We just wondered how he was going to play it out. We knew he was going to give in. And the sad part of it is he didn't even look like he tried. I mean, he did not even, like, hold him to the fire, you know, or anything like that. So we're going to – I think it's going to be a summer of – what else can it be? Uh, so, okay, we're going to be the summer of giveaways, right? So we got to have Santa Claus – so Santa Claus can win the election, just like the Obama did in the second election where he started giving away Obama phones. Remember the Obama phone thing? He was giving out free phones to everybody, doing the whole thing. So what are we going to see for the giveaways coming up? Uh, oh, is this the uh, – we're going to go ahead and take care of that student debt now that we have unlimited spending power. Is that what we're going to do for everybody? That way they have their little uh, – Oh, look, I got my, oh, I'm going to vote for the Democrats because they did it right. You know, they, they gave my debt to somebody else. I don't know. I'm not sure what that's going to look like, but it, it is a mess. We are. Yeah, you know, oh. you're, you're right. It, it is a mess. And this goes back to the reiteration of the point that I made all these times is that the left and the right are the same wings of the same bird, that they do right. not have your best interest in mind, that they don't have the best con- the best interest of their constituents in mind. That the Republican Party is just as bad as the Democrat Party. We, we have to understand this. That the, the system is not broken. It was designed this way. Mm-hmm. That this bureaucracy, that, that these elected officials who spent 20, 30 years in office, they designed a system of laws that benefit them and don't benefit you. We don't need someone to go in there and begin reorganizing the system that was designed this way. We need somebody to go in there and dismantle the system and restore it to its former glory of a republic. Even people like Donald Trump call it a democracy. You want to know why they call it a democracy? We have a republican form of government. We have a republic. But yet the government operates as a democracy. That is how they've changed it. They've changed it from a republic to a democracy by the elimination of individual rights, by the elimination of individual safeguards and review of the processes, checks and balances, by the exploitation of the bureaucracy in the help with legislation and executive power. We no longer have a constitutional republic. We have a democracy and all democracies will move to that far extreme end of socialism or communism or a totalitarian state. And we are just at the forefront of that right now. And that's why I say 
is we need the states to stand up. Is We still have the majority, red state. We still have the majority. We need the states to stand up to a constitutional convention and suspend the federal charter. Spend, suspend the federal contract and say, federal government, stand down. You guys are all fired. Every single one of your federal employees, fired. Every single one of congressmen, senators, president, everybody, fired. Goodbye. We're doing a clean refresh. Those states, the majority of the states, they take overall military power. They take all over federal jurisdiction and jurisdictional power. And then they reorganize it back into the Constitutional Republic. Now, people are like, that's very dangerous. Yeah, that's very dangerous. But think about the other aspect of this, is if this bureaucracy keeps on moving forth, how dangerous is that? How dangerous is it if we keep on moving towards this totalitarian state that we're in right now, this this virtual digital police state that is being created, this artificial intelligence-driven um, intrusions on your life, control over your life. If we allow this to continue moving forth, the repercussions of it are going to be far greater than if the state stood up right now and began to dismantle it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and again, okay, it, oh, let's do this. Let's do this, Josh. Okay, let me, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to go with there is no such thing as the Constitution. Let's do that. You're Josh, right? You're, you're in your home. And you're staying there. What authority does anybody in your life have other than what you give them? What authority in your life does anybody have? Let's say there's just you're just standing in, you know, you're just standing there on your property. You're standing there. You're looking around. Other than what authority you give away, what authority does anybody have over you without them either using a threat of deadly violence? to use against your will. But what authority do they have? They have none. They have absolutely none. No matter what at the end of the day, guys, no matter how many pieces of paper, how many times you can get the AI to answer the question right, how many times you put it in your Google search, your DuckDuckGo search, or whatever it is, at the end of the day, who really has authority over you other than your maker? Nobody. You and the maker, that's the agreement. And the sad part of it is, is that I don't know why it is. Have we... Is there something in our genome or something in our in the water that we just got to worship somebody? We have to follow. We have to have authority. We have to have government. What if what is it that we've done to ourselves and our psyche, or is this a natural process that we have to have someone telling us that we're lesser than that we that we have to have this abusive relationship? Are we are we are we people that want the abuse? But who has authority over you, Josh, other than what you give to somebody else? Who has authority over you? Now, if they have a gun, okay, obviously that changes the equation. If you have a gun, now it evens the equation out. But the, again, who has the authority? Who is the authority over Josh? When Josh is standing there in his own his own spot on earth, who really has it other than the, your maker? Nobody. And we we don't think that way. We think that we as governments, we have, to fly, we have to fly by their colors. Why? Why do we have to do that? Is there any? Is there anything in our? I mean, is it genetically in our coding that we can't help but but follow it, or is it in our coding that we understand we have free will, and that the free will is actually what creates that freedom and it has allows us to be amazing to to the world around us, and we don't have to worry about governments and faraway lands when we're just we're just taking care of ourselves, we're doing our thing. Do we have to have governments? I mean, that's well, a real that's a real choice. Thanks. So so a lot of this stems, Jim, from the 
re-implementation of education, of government-controlled education in the early 1900s in the United States of America. When mm -hmm. Henry Ford went and utilized some lobbying money to go out there and create obedient workers who were going to sit in a classroom for eight hours a day and learn to take direction and listen to authority. Okay, that's where mm -hmm. a lot of this indoctrination originated from is from the U.S. public school systems. This is why people acquiesce to the authority above them. If the man with the gun comes knocking on the door. You don't grab mm -hmm. your gun and say, get off my property. It's very few people who do that. Instead, you say, yes, sir. Yes, I'm, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm, sir. Because that person has the authority. Now, the problem with our society is that that thing that you were just talking about, free will. We've lost mm -hmm. free thinkers. We've lost ingenuity, creativity. And it's interesting to state that, that that's one thing that artificial intelligence will never have is artificial intelligence may one day rise to a level of being self-aware, but it'll never have creativity, ingenuity, imagination. You know, it, it's interesting, because I was thinking about this this weekend, mm -hmm. that we've heard, like, if you go into the, the UFO conspiracy part, have you ever heard of the UFO conspiracies where um, we're, we're, the human beings are special because we have, like, this spirituality to us, a connectedness to nature, um, we, right. we have imagination and all this stuff, and that's why we're studied, because the aliens lack that. They, they don't have a soul or they don't have that. And, and it makes right. you wonder if they're not some form of artificial intelligence, that they're AI. And that's the reason they're so interested in it is because they don't have creativity. They don't have ingenuity. They don't have imagination. And, and that mm -hmm. is the one reason that they look at a natural species, a naturally evolved species on a planet, um, so intricately because they're trying to figure out how to program or design that within themselves. And that's why they steal our DNA and all this stuff. Just a theory. All right, we'll be right. back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. <clears throat> All right, back to the Dark Delight Show. Yes, sir. And Jim. Yeah. There's Talk aliens the man. out there. There's aliens out the there. The aliens? There is? There's aliens out there. All right, outside your window or just... Uh... <laughs> They've taken over the planet, Jim. They're, they're bringing okay. their ruthless... The root, you know, it, th this is this is something I was talking to with a friend earlier. Okay, right. And I, I think that this is important because wh whatever is going on, the answer is it's really nobody knows, right? So you right. have like all these UAP task force are coming out there, and we're we're seeing all these crazy videos of this high level technology, and then the scientists, you know, the physicists Neil deGrasse Tyson, they go on the news and go like, well, it's probably just, uh, you know, it's lights reflecting off of the ocean spray, or you know, it's a drone, it's probably just a drone. And, and one thing they don't take into account is like the weapon systems on, on board the F-16, um, they're tracking this thing's velocity, and it's doing 90-degree turns at like Mach 6, which would right. cross a human being, okay? In order for an F-16 to do a 90-degree turn, that's like over the state of Rhode Island. Or to do a mm -hmm. turn, right, at that degree in facility over an arc is like over the state of Rhode Island. So um, when we start looking at this technology, we can understand that it's far superior to ours, and probably not hundreds of years, but thousands of years far superior to ours. Okay. And oh, yeah. so then you start researching kind of, you know, the history of this stuff. And there's one recurring theme that comes about. And right. it has a lot to do with what I believe is happening currently. 
is if you go back to the 1940s and you start talking about to the witnesses and the people who worked, uh, who claimed to have worked on a lot of these programs at defense contractors or in the military, mm-hmm. um, they discussed that when the scientists learned the truth of what was going on on this planet, they were petrified. Right. That that there was it was it was so bad. The truth was so bad, was so horrible, that they could mm. never tell humanity what it actually was. Right? And so there, there, okay, there's so, a lot of... Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, okay, so then what would that be then? What would be so bad other... Oh, I mean, we're, yeah. Come on, what are we doing? We're, we're talking about the child eating kids. Um, you know, we're... We're, you know, we're cattle. I mean, what is it? Well, how, how much so worse is it than that? The interesting thing is, is when you start talking to a lot of like UFO, ufologists and, and various researchers who've interviewed hundreds, if not thousands of people, and you start even mm-hmm. hearing from people in the government themselves who have worked on these things, that legitimately worked on these things, they all start to say the same thing, is that they would never tell us the truth, but they, they would tell us. And, and the thing is, the, the people that they talk to, right? Uh, people who like, maybe worked on a special problem. They wouldn't tell us the truth, but what they would tell us is that the truth is so horrible, so scary, mm-hmm. that humanity just can't know. And it's interesting to note that even in this current day, people are saying the same thing. That the truth how is, it? is how is so it? horrific. It's so bad, then, then what is it? Have I mean, we know that Jupiter our currency is junk. We know all that stuff is Jupiter real. Jupiter we know that to be a thing. So what is it that's so bad that we can't... I mean, what is this it? This is my theory. I mean, what this could it be my, bad? This is my okay, theory. Okay, go for it. Okay. Have Let's you ever it. seen the movie Jupiter Ascending? No. Okay, you, you should... You've got to make a list of movies i got to catch up okay, with, man. Right I, there's some things show, I haven't seen. Everybody should go watch the movie <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. Okay? Okay. But so Jupiter Ascending is about this... Human beings are not normally, not naturally from Earth. They're from a a planet called uh, Ornus, okay, and uh, galaxies away from here. But human beings have risen up and been around for billions of years and have mastered science and technology and and rule over the universe. And they've enslaved tons of races. And what they do is they seed planets. And so these planets get seeded and they become farms and the human beings go and farm these planets of other human beings. And they have a technology that melts them all down into this, uh, this powder. And then they Mm -hmm. take that powder and they put it into this liquid that Mm -hmm. rejuvenates the cells of their people and gives them immortality. And so mm. kind of the adrenochrome part of this coming into right. play. Um, well, in this uh, Solent Green, isn't that where they take, they suck the water out of you at the yeah. end of that? So the same, when kind we of start looking idea. at it is one of my theories on this dark agenda. And by the way, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin was right. invited down to uh, Antarctica. Do you remember this a few years back? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and when he was down in Antarctica, he tweeted that we have come face to face with evil. And I now know what that means. He came back and had a heart attack a few weeks later. Right. And well, he won't talk about Was he event. given a heart attack or he had a yeah. heart attack? <laughs> well, that's the question. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, many people call this demonic or whatnot, but I think that Earth potentially is a farm. 
and that right. there are kind of like these overlords, whether it's demonic or alien or inner, I don't know, um, that, that, that kind of rule over this planet, this domain. And that uh, I would say that they're getting ready to, to harvest Earth, and that's why the whole depopulation thing is. And the vaccine was just flavoring. Oh, so when everybody's gone, we don't notice? Like, oh, yeah, because they said it was going to happen, so it happened. Is that how yeah, that works? I don't know. You know, it's just a theory. But, I mean, I, I listen yeah. to a lot of weird podcasts this weekend, so I have a lot of stuff fresh on my mind. But, I mean, when you start <laughs> looking at w- w- what's happening in the world today, right. a, a lot of this stuff just doesn't make much sense. Like, why would these politicians sell out humanity, their country, for money and power? Unless they thought that something's going to happen where it's not going to matter anymore. I mean, these people are literally committing treason and sedition against their own people in broad daylight. And the information's coming up and they're going, eh, we're not going to prosecute them. And, like, we have this good old boys club, but, like, the, the, the idea of justice has been thrown out the window. And I can only rationalize a few reasons of why that would happen. Either they have zero fear over the masses, over the public, which I highly doubt, or they know what's coming in the near future, and they just don't care. Well, yeah, they if they if they can see the equation different than we can, right? Well, that that's the outcome all, is different. Is. They see it different than we do. Hmm. All right, so then let's do it, right? I mean, if they're living like it doesn't matter, then why do we live like it does? Because you don't know you see, the truth. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, okay, so if they know the truth and that's how they, I mean, I'm just I'm circling back. I mean, if this is if they know that this is how they can act because it doesn't really matter, then why are we over here playing to the rules of morality and certain, you know, certain uh, patterns, right? We've... We've been told we have this morality about us that we're better. We have a higher purpose. We're you know oh we've evolved this and that, but have we or are we playing into their hand that they're going to go live their best life while we're sitting back here in our little cage and going I'm going to be great. I, I mean which which way is it? Do we really do we really live in these cages? Do we have to live in these cages? And is there a limit on who we are? And do we have to be limited? by speed limit and taxes and debt and all these other social norms that we keep putting ourselves through. Well, you know, when we look at the individual, like yourself or me or the people, the good people listening to this radio show, um, Mm -hmm. we could self-govern ourselves. We don't need government intervention in our lives. And most of us live free of that other than, you know, obviously paying taxes, using the roadway, these types of things. But if right. we look at the the rest of the world, or if we look at a lot of other people in this world, and even people in our own country, many of them cannot. Many of them would not survive, or there would they would generate so much chaos because of the mental instability, because of just the way that they were raised, um, the horrors. Crime would run rampant. If there, you know, listen, I'll, I'll be honest with it. If there is no government or authority in the world, at least at a limited perspective, then criminality would run rampant. That this mm-hmm. world would be taken over by warlords. Okay. And I think we all can understand that. <laughs> Waiting for the down part. <laughs> like, we already have warlords. We we already live under that. Uh, well, but no, people would live underneath them. And so it would it'd be the rebirth of feudalism under criminality. Well, feudalism was criminality. But you understand my mm-hmm. gist. Yeah. Wow. 
I don't know, man. We it, it's uh, here's the thing. We talk about this quite a bit here, and we keep circling around till we feel like there's an answer. Like you know, we know about the the brass bells and the frequencies in the in the in the cathedrals that we call you know religious centers. Now we we know about there was there was you know uh, the 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 pyramids were energy generation stations that with mercury beds, and we know all these things existed. We know that these things happen. And so we're getting so close to these answers, like uh, of seeing the repeating of history. Are we going to be able to m- get through this time in history where we keep the knowledge without losing and resetting? Um, I, I, I think that that's doubtful. I, I, honestly, I, I don't think that we're going to collapse into um, um, into kind of a nomadic civilization. I think that uh, life's going to go on. I think technology and development is going to go on. I think that we're going to have maybe a decade to 20 years of kind of societal decline to where Mm -hmm. we're going to have this fight with this evil that is perpetuating this way on this planet. But I think by 2035 to 2040, things will start toppling out and we will be regaining um, our our hold on this planet that uh, the authority of the government of the world goes back to the people, but a lot of things can happen in in that time frame. Right. And I think you know, I think that me and you will all be around by twenty fifty and twenty sixty. I think we'll still oh, be yeah. here, and I think things will be okay. And I think that life will go on, but I think that there's some hurdles that we have to get through. We'll be right back with more dark delight show after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. What's up, man? Well, <laughs> okay. So, do I do I pay the electric bill or not, Josh? Do I do well, I cash it all in yeah. and start Listen. walking into the woods? I mean, what do Listen, I do here? Life, life's gonna go on. Things are gonna be oh. fine. Just protect yourself, man. You gotta protect yourself the best way you know how. And and you know, listen. There's uh. There's new polls and surveys out there. America's ranked gold as the second best long-term investment. That's in a recent Gallup poll. Gold has beat out right. stocks, bonds, and savings accounts, man. Cryptocurrency mm. is on the rise within that as well. Now, uh, silver, the silver bull market has just begun. Silver is benefiting from increasing industrial demand, but it is also a store of value when things go wrong. So the falling supply boat, well, too, silver is increasing. I mean, it's right now it's at a very, very um, lucrative point for buying. So for everybody out there, if you don't if you don't listen to the commercial section, Dr. Kirk Elliott, getgoldtoday.com, getgoldtoday.com. IRAs, 401ks, if you just got cash, um, they can definitely take care of you and help you. And if you're uh, if you're if you're contacting them and it's taking a lot longer than two days to get a response back, contact me. I I will expedite that for you. But Good. get that gold and silver in your portfolio, man, because I think right. that here in the next, I, I Jim, I think we have a rough like ten to twenty years. I, really? I think we're gonna have a really rough ten to twenty years. Hmm. What about you? Well, it all depends on your perception, right? I mean, well, how you think of it. You know, you and you know how you look at your perspective, right? The angle in which you look at it, but your perception is like how you process it. And because we have these conversations, you and I have these conversations. Things look different to us than a lot of other people. I mean, it's no different than when someone's trying to jump off a bridge, right? You sit down and you talk to them for a little while, and you say, "Hey, you know this, that, and the other thing. I care. You know, you matter. You're enough." And all of a sudden, that person doesn't want to jump off the bridge anymore. And, and that analogy works for life as well. As a lot of people are ready to jump off the bridge, 
and say I'm done. But in reality, when we're out there giving good information, good ways to to manage the chaos or whatever we're getting ready to go through, then suddenly it didn't seem like it was so bad. I mean, think about people that really weren't affected by the the Great Depression. You know, you were outside of that parallel. You create a parallel economy outside of their economy. What did you care if their currency collapsed? If you were able to take care of yourself and maintain what you're doing. But see, the bad part of it is they suck you in with the property tax. They suck you in with the house insurance. They suck you in with all these fees and things that you have to plug into their system to pay just to maintain ownership of your properties. I can't, if I paid my property off right now, well, that doesn't mean it's just mine. I still got to pay property tax. And I, and mm. I, it's like, well, why do I have to pay property tax to something that I thought I owned? You know, and then the fact if I don't keep it up in the way the city or the county or the state feels that I should, then they can come in and mow my lawn for me or remove vehicles or, you know, give me environmental tickets. And then I have to pay their environmental tickets to be a part of their system, but I'm not wanting to be a part of their system. So the system is sucking us in in a way that I don't I I don't know. I wish we could do things differently on that to get away from them. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. And, you know, the system will always be in place because people are inherently, um, I don't want to say lazy, but people will acquiesce to power and authority. The majority. I mean. and, and look, I know that many people who are listening to this show right now like, I don't want that. But you know what? You're, unfortunately, we're not like the majority within society. Maybe in western New York, absolutely, we're the majority. But when you go into a large city with 4.4 million people, the majority just want to earn a, a good living and eat their good food and sit in their apartment or their grandma's basement and, and play VR all day and watch their soap operas or their TV shows. That That's what people want to do. And it's sad that society has come to that level because we've degraded from where we were, you know, centuries ago. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, is that as much as we have a a constitutional republic derived from individual rights, is that as your population begins to grow and your cities begin to consolidate and condense, you move towards more the will of the uh, the group or the society as a whole other than the individual. And that's kind of the transitional point that we are at right now. Now, doesn't mean that we're going to lose our constitution because we're going to fight for it. And I think that the majority of the people out there will stand up and, and, and fight for their rights, their freedoms, their liberties, and for justice out there. And I think that we're coming to that point. And we talked about that a little bit this last weekend. But I don't want to say those words on the radio, and I don't want to be put on a list by the FBI. And so that becomes the other problem, right? Is that right. we have this Well, then that's not freedom system. of speech, then. If well, you have, have to limit your body... Itself. What's that? We have a system that is protecting itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. If you can't wildly just say what you want, and you have to limit what you say... That's then what is the First Amendment for? What is the first reaffirming of rights, God-given rights? What is the first affirming of God-given rights? What does that really mean if I cannot say I don't like my government? And this is how I want to eliminate my government because my government has become too much for me. And my level of pain tolerance is lower than other people's. I mean, seriously, I mean, look how much we're willing to tolerate. I don't think our I don't think our, the founding fathers would have they would be astonished at how far we have gone away from what they were given us knowing what they knew and, and they were on a tyrannical life 
They were economically held down. They were in a bad, bad way, and they knew what they were doing when they wrote the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution to limit the government. And the sad part of it is, is we don't think of it that way. We think of it like, oh, no, we got freedoms. Look, see, we got them. No, we don't. I can't. I have to I have to take things off of my truck because my government insists that there are things on my truck according to an organization within my government. And those all that EPA crap that I take off of my vehicle makes my truck more efficient and more powerful. But yet I I'm insisted that to purchase that new vehicle it has to be on there. That's not freedom. And to be to say that I have to have this or that, or I can't put tinting on my front window, or I can't put tinting on my side windows. Again, limiting my, my ability to choose what I want to do, that's not freedom. I mean, the same thing with what I do to my house. I mean, my, and then you guys got, everybody buys these HOAs. That's another form of communism. And you, it's another step of communism side of what we already have is communism. And why are we, why are we allowing that to happen? Oh, and you guys pay extra for that. Oh, no, I, I pay my HOA fees. We get a pool for it. <laughs> and then they tell us if I have bad I have bad weeds in my yard. I'm so great, and my house values are so they're so stable because my HOA makes my life greater. That's communism. That's communism. You just literally described how amazing communism is for you. But yet we're not, we don't, we're free. Are you free, Josh? Are you really free? Are we really free? Try to Seriously. I'm not. You're not. Try, try You're absolutely not. not. Yeah. Well, the guy with the gun will tell you. Well, but here's the thing: is I have one too. The guy with the robe will tell the guy with the gun to tell well, you, you to do this, and they'll put I you in a concrete room until you die. Let's listen to this. I just drove to Tennessee, so I went across like five different states to get where I had to go, and I carry a pistol with me everywhere I go. So, right. in order to get out of the state of Minnesota and go through Illinois. So I had to go through Wisconsin, which I'm okay. Then in Indiana, I was okay. Tennessee, I'm okay. But when I went through Illinois and Minnesota, I had to break down my gun and put a lock on it. So uh, what? Carrying? Yeah, oh yeah. Because uh, you, your gun has to be unloaded and locked or broken down in a vehicle if you're traveling across these states. And see, that's a violation of your constitutional rights because the second amendment as determined by the Supreme court says that you have the free will to travel within your vehicle across all States without having the change how you carry your firearm. Right. And my personal vehicle is just like my home. So if I'm in my home, I should be able to have my, my pistol, you know, I should be able to carry my pistol around my home. Why can't I carry my pistol in my vehicle? Freedom of mind, freedom of the body. I mean, where are those, right? What, what should we... See, this is, again, this is talking about that freedom. So the idea that you even had to think of those things is not liberty. Definitely not. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for the yep. Dark Delight show. I hope all of you guys have a fantastic day. Uh, you guys take care. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. See you guys tomorrow.